It's Freestyle Friday, where we're coming off the top of the dome and straight from the heart as we talk with this week's guest about what God's been doing in their life lately. So get ready to join us for the laughs, the tears, and the testimonies of God's great works as we roll into the weekend freestyle. Here we go. Welcome to Deed and Truth, a podcast exploring loving God and loving our neighbors, not just in words, but also in actions, and with the Bible as the source and standard of truth. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy Morris. Our other host, Sean Schomer, currently is out of town. So Sean and a good friend of ours from our church life group, Tyler, are linemen, and they are both deployed right now to help those impacted by Hurricane Ian. So we want to continue to pray for them and pray for all those who've been impacted by the hurricane. So I'm riding solo today, and we are going to be doing Freestyle Friday. This is where we speak unscripted about a range of topics, anything from a sermon we've listened to recently, a book we're reading, something we're studying in the Word, or it could be something that we've seen online or that we're seeing in the culture that we just kind of want to address or talk about. And so this week, I've been thinking a lot about the episode we released with our discussion on the religion of politics. Well, also in that, our life group has been studying through James. So in this study, last night I had the joy of being able to sit while one of my close friends, Scott, took us through a study of James chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. And this is where James addresses partiality. And so thinking through our episode on the religion of politics and thinking through Scott's study on partiality, I came home last night just really thinking about this aspect of political partiality and what I've been seeing this week on social media. And honestly, the comments and the things that I've seen have been appalling. I'm shocked at the hatred and vitriol behind some of the comments I've seen. And I've wondered, is some of this the boldness that someone gets as a a keyboard warrior? Uh, Saying, typing, I mean, not saying, but typing things they would never say to your face? Or is this really the, the heart of man at this point? Have we really stooped so low to be so evil in the things that we're willing to say to another human being or that we would wish upon another human being? Are we really that bad? And I would say, yeah, in the depravity of man, I would say there are hearts that are that are that depraved that they would write such horrific things. I mean, I read things this week of people wishing death upon people just because they disagreed with them politically. That blows my mind that mere politics can lead someone to have so much hate in their heart that they would wish death upon a political rival. And a lot of these comments were surrounding the hurricane and in Florida. I live in Florida. I live in the northwest part, so we weren't impacted by the storm. But I have lots of friends and some family who were impacted and took direct hit from Hurricane Ian. And I have, you know, people that are close to me who currently have no power. You know, I have some who they have, you know, a lot of debris and shingles and things like that all strewn through their yard. And there's a lot of cleanup and, and things that have to happen. But but in that, I saw people making tons of comments trying to say that the hurricane hitting Florida was karma because of our predominant political views, uh, leaning right, leaning conservative, uh, the fact that we have a Republican governor. I even saw so much as, as someone actually tweeting, wishing, stating that, they, that they, they had hoped that our governor and his family would not make it through the hurricane. And I thought, wow, how, 
how low can we stoop to actually wish death upon someone? That you would wish that this hurricane would kill someone because you don't like their political views. And it, and it just showed me there is extreme political partiality. But then the part that really bothered me was when I, I saw all the, you know, I will say this, I saw all of those that are conservative, that lean conservative, responding to these posts and saying, you know, I can't believe that you would say stuff like this. You know, uh, the left states that they are the, the party of love and tolerance, and yet here you are wishing death upon someone who disagrees with you. You know, that's not very loving. That's not very tolerant. That's not very community, you know, and kind of calling them out on their hypocrisy. But then I saw another post, and this post was from someone who leans left. And the post was, a Canadian actress, I actually don't remember her name now, Jessica or Jennifer or something of that nature, but it's a, a video apparently that was recorded like a year ago. And it started making rounds again this past week for whatever reason, I don't know. But it came across my Twitter feed and it's her sharing how she got Bell's palsy. And she said that in the video that she wasn't willing to say that this was the cause, but then admitted that she had been vaccinated gotten the jab two weeks prior to the onset of Bell's palsy. But she wasn't willing or had not had any confirmation to say that that the vaccine is what caused it. Uh, but it was kind of clear, uh, it seemed kind of implied that there was some concern uh, that there was a cause and effect there. But with that being said, she went on in the video to say, that if she had to do it over again, she would still get the jab because that's what we have to do if we want to see people. That's what she said. That's what we have to do if we want to see people. So she was essentially saying she would go through it all again, get the Bell's palsy again, because in her mind, that's what had to be done to stay within community, to still be around people. Now, mind you, she is crying her nose was red it was clear that she had been crying long before she started doing the video and she just seemed to be very broken and, and there was just this lack of of hope in her and here's what bothered me the number of conservatives and people who profess to be christians that i saw essentially mocking her almost saying some of the same kind of things that were said about florida getting hit by the hurricane uh, that the that the liberal left were saying about oh this is karma you know you got what you deserve we shouldn't take pleasure in somebody's quote unquote just desserts and getting what they deserve but these comments on this video were basically you know well you took the jab so that's on you you got what you deserved you should have you know stood up against the government or whatever you know the comments were that were just basically mocking this woman, I was broken by it. I was broken in watching her share this and, and seeing her brokenness and, and her sadness and her tears and knowing that something so extreme happened. I was broken seeing that she was kind of in this deceived state that some might say is a little delusional to say, you know, I'm willing to get Bell's palsy again and get the jab. And just the, to know that she thought that, that she bought into it so much so that she felt that getting 
Bell's palsy was worth it, that broke me. It broke me to, to know that she allowed her mind to be overtaken by this idea to such an extreme place. And so just overall, the, the whole situation was just sad to me. But then I was also, I was mad. I was, I was angry at seeing people who professed Christ and, and would quote Bible verses or talk about being Christians or whatever in their bios and in other things, just mocking this lady and, and kind of, a, in a sense, kicking her while she's down. And I just thought, this, this is not the love of Christ. I don't agree with her take on it. I don't agree with her conclusion at the end of her video that, that that's what we have to do to, to see other people. It's clearly not. Uh, she lives in Canada. They've been a little stricter than the United States. And I think there are a lot of people who probably view it as either take the jab or, or leave, that those are your kind of your two options for Canada. So I do understand that there's some different, maybe some different pressures and, and things that people feel there uh, than, than we have here in the States. But I would not ag agree with her logic or her conclusion in that. But that doesn't mean that I mock her pain. It doesn't mean that I rub it in that she ended up getting Bell's palsy and that she's now suffering this paralysis because of it. It doesn't mean that I take joy or feel some vindication in something bad happening to her. And, and, it's, and it's ridiculous that we would sit and look at those who would mock Florida for getting hit by a hurricane and who we would call them out for their cruelty. And yet we would turn around and see this woman's pain, and we would tell her that she got what she deserved. And we would mock her. And that bothers me. And I want to say, I mean, there's a guy, Samuel, who has a blog, Slow to Write. You can check him out on Twitter. He's great. And he expressed a lot of sadness and compassion towards her on his Twitter. And I was very thankful to see that, because it didn't seem that many extended that and so it just made me think about james 2 my brother show no partiality as you hold the faith in our lord jesus christ the lord of glory for if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say you sit here in a good place while you say to the poor man you stand over there or sit down at my feet have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you were called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whosoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. 
And so we need to continue to remember this, that showing partiality is putting ourselves in the place of being the judge. And we are called to show mercy. And then Colossians 3, starting in verse 12, says, Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. We are to have compassion and kindness. We are to walk humbly in meekness and patience. And so to mock someone in their pain is to violate Colossians 12. And at that point, what we are essentially saying is that it is more important for us to respond politically than biblically. And as Christians, we should be showing the heart of Christ. Yes, we call out sin. Yes, we proclaim truth. But we also show love and kindness and compassion because it's what Scripture, what the Word of God, what Christ has called us to. It says that by the love that we show one another, people will know that we are of Christ. They will know that we're believers. They'll know that we're brothers and sisters in Christ by the love that we have for one another. And 1 Corinthians says anything we do, if it doesn't have love, we're just a resounding gong. We're just making noise. And I've been guilty of this. You know, the big thing in studying James has been me constantly praying, God, help me to be slow to speak. And I would say in 2022, dear Lord, help me to be slow to tweet or to post because uh, that's how a lot of speech is put out there nowadays. And I think there are a lot of us out there that need to pray that prayer. We need to to look at James and we need to ask God to help us to be slow to speak, slow to tweet, slow to, to mock and to judge, quick to listen, quick to show compassion and love and kindness and gentleness. Don't stop calling people to repentance. Don't stop taking a stand for truth, but do it in love. Do it in line with what scripture has called us to as far as our hearts before God and our responses towards people. Thank you for listening. We're dropping new episodes every Monday, as well as periodic Freestyle Friday bonus episodes. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Go ahead and give it a five-star rating as well and share the podcast with your friends. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Twitter at deed underscore truth or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching The Deed and Truth Podcast. You can also check us out at deedandtruthpodcast.com, where you can drop us a line, leave us a message, leave a voicemail. And we look forward to getting those messages, hearing your questions, comments. Maybe we'll use something that you send us on one of our bonus Freestyle Friday episodes. So we look forward to hearing from you. All right. Till next time. You dropped this.